Hey, this is Jason Hubbard, and I, along with my wife, are the lead pastors of One Life Church in Nampa, Idaho. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. We hope that it encourages you and motivates you to live for Christ. Enjoy this message. So Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would come, that you would fill my mouth with your words. It's not by my might or my power. It's not my craftiness, not my ability to write a message, but it truly is by your spirit. I pray that you would move through me today, that you would fill my mouth with your words, that I would just be a vessel in your hands. I recognize that I am weak and lowly, but you, you are strong and mighty, that you are the one who does the work in our hearts. Your word is the thing that divides joint and marrow. Your word is the thing that does the work. It goes forth and whatever it intends to accomplish, it accomplishes. So we just submit ourselves to your word. We submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit and we believe that you are going to move today. In Jesus' name, amen. I truly don't know if I could be more humbled than to speak. Um, So I was really feeling that this week. So just bear with me if I sound a little shaky at the beginning. I'll get I'll get there. You know, in the early church, when we read through the book of Acts, we begin to see all these crazy things taking place, right? So in the book of Acts, if you've ever read it before, it starts off with a bunch of people, about 120 people gathered in an upper room because Jesus told them to wait there. Now, they didn't just wait there for an hour. They didn't just wait there for two hours. They didn't even wait there just for a morning, a Sunday morning. They waited there for 10 whole days, praying and worshiping. Now, I want to be in that service. (laughs) But then all of a sudden, what happens? Tongues of fire come into the room. There's a whirlwind. And all of a sudden, the fire rests over each of their heads. And they all become, they all begin declaring in different tongues, something like a language that they don't know. And they get filled with the Holy Spirit in a different way than what they had before. And they begin to move about and preach. And what happens? What happens? Thousands of people get saved. They hear the gospel, the preaching of the gospel in their native language. It's crazy, right? I mean, this is wild. Do you, have you ever like, you know, walked into a room and started talking to somebody that speaks Italian in Italian? I mean, for real, like this is crazy. It was so incredibly crazy that the people that were watching were like, they're drunk. And Peter's like, no, no, it's 9 a.m. We haven't had anything to drink today. We're just, something else is happening here. And from that moment, what we watch happen in Acts is they go out from there and they begin to move by the power of the Holy Spirit. They don't move in their own natural strength. We know this because Peter all of a sudden says the right thing. It's the first time. Like, I mean, aside from when he declared that Jesus was the Christ, it's literally the first time. No, I'm just kidding. He has a lot of good things to say, but this was really, he stood up and preached. And here's what's fascinating to me. If we, this is not in my notes at all. I'm not even, I don't know what's happening. Okay, um, <laughs> scrapping the notes. Um, There are no notes today, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that, if you logged in, but there's no notes. Um, So what happens is 10 days prior, they're still thinking that Jesus is going to bring a natural kingdom to Israel. 10 days prior. 
like, they're still confused. They're like, why are you going? I don't know why you're going. Where are you going? Uh, why, why do you have to go? And Jesus tells them, it is better that I go. It is better. I am sending the counselor to you. It is better that I go and you get filled with his power so that you can move by his power and not just have me here. So what Jesus was to those 12 disciples, the Holy Spirit becomes to all of us, all of Christianity, all the little Christs that follow. And so we don't want it to be trapped just to Jesus as one man because he confined himself, he limited himself, he chose to limit himself to a body, but then he knew I can send the Holy Spirit and that can go everywhere. And all of a sudden, these little Christs can walk the earth and bring his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven wherever they go. So these disciples, they're sitting there, there's these 120, they get filled with the Holy Spirit. They have this encounter with him and then they go out from there and they begin to preach. They begin to lay hands on people. Sick people get healed. They begin to have all these crazy things happen. Truly, I, I, I listed out a few. Um, they were bold with their preaching. These people that were previously afraid and denying Christ are now bold with their preaching. Um, there's chains that break while they're in jail. There's an earthquake and people are released from jail. Um, there's a, a multiplication of things. There's no fear. Um, a lot of these guys got stoned, at least Paul did several times. And somehow, some way, he had the strength to stand up and go back. Anybody been stoned before and had the ability to go back in and like, I'm going to give them more. <laughs> I'm going to get up and I'm going to go back in and I'm going to give them more because I have more. Philip, I don't know. Have you, have you guys read this? Philip is teleported. I don't know how else to describe this, but he's literally like baptizing somebody and then poof, he's gone. He ends up somewhere else. I don't know, but these are real things that happened in the Bible. And we believe that because they are recorded, they really did happen. I think we in our natural minds kind of get stuck in our American way of thinking. And we don't think that we could have, like that God could possibly use us in that way. But what if it's because we're not listening? Philip was listening. Philip was hearing the voice of the Lord call him to do something. And then what did he do? By the power of the Holy Spirit in him, he stepped out in faith and talked to the eunuch and told him the gospel. And then he's like, you should be baptized. So they're baptizing him and then he gets teleported. I mean, pretty cool. Uh, Paul had pieces of cloth and they, they would lay them on people and people would get healed. The Holy Spirit was like transitioning around on pieces of cloth. Very interesting things. Um, there was a girl raised from the dead. Um, and I'm, I'm not actually hitting all of them. This is one of, I, I was actually talking with some friends about this story earlier in the week, but Peter was praying in a house and he had a vision 
of things coming down out of the sky, different foods that he had never been allowed to eat before. And it happened over and over. And then there's another man named Cornelius who got a word to send for Peter, who's at Simon's house. Now, how specific is that? Like, I, I think we lose the, uh, like, that's incredible. Cornelius has no idea who Peter is. The Holy Spirit told him, send for Peter. He's at Simon's house. Go and get him. So Cornelius, in faith, sends some people to go get Peter. And Peter actually knew, like, he had this revelation that he should go with Cornelius. The Lord told him, there's some men that are going to come, and you're going to have, you say yes, you go. Now, here's the deal. I think all these stories are pretty incredible, and I actually don't think they're reserved for the book of Acts. There's nowhere in scripture that it says that that, that, that should end. It actually implies that those that actually have Jesus, they've said, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. I want you to save me. I want you to cleanse me. I want you to make me new. That there's actually something else that happens to us, just like in the book of Acts, where we have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. He comes upon us and in us in a, in a way that empowers us to go to do things that are not human, like they're not possible in our flesh. And um, I want to read some scriptures that actually point to this. Uh, I'm going to skip down here because I'm not doing my notes at all. Um, there's in John chapter three, Jesus talks about Nicodemus and he, or he's talking with Nicodemus. And Nicodemus is a man who had studied the religious law so well. He was very well studied. He knew the law. He was um, a rabbi. He like, he knew it. And so he's talking with Jesus and he kind of had a side conversation with him, right? He comes at night because he doesn't want to be seen. He's kind of like, hey, what is going on here? And it says in uh, John chapter three, um, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus at night and said to him, rabbi, we know that you are a teacher, that you have come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but do you, you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. And then we, so Jesus tells Nicodemus this in John chapter three. And then we watch in Acts chapter two that there's actually this thing that happens where these people who had asked Jesus, they, they, they actually were like, you are the Lord, you are the Christ, you are the savior. They're waiting. And then what happens? They are reborn in the spirit. There's a moment where the spirit comes and there's a work that's done. And there's a word in the Bible that's used. It's called baptize. And the word baptize actually um, 
it's very interesting to me because it, they actually use this word in different ways. Uh, there's a baptism in water, but there's a baptism of the spirit that happens. And what we see is actually that word, it means to dip. And there's a funny word picture that I found actually associated with baptism. And it goes like this. So you can dip a pickle, like before it's a pickle, when it's a cucumber, you dip it in water first, and it's kind of more of a dip. But then you dip it in the vinegar, and it's like a submersion in the vinegar, and it actually completely changes the cucumber, and it can never go back to being a cucumber. It only can be a pickle from then on. I'm not kidding. This is like the picture, okay? We get submerged in the Holy Spirit in a way that we can never go back. We are, we are submerged. We are baptized into him. We are reborn. We are rebirthed. We are made new. Um, and, and it's not that, I'm not discounting that that happens at salvation. I believe that you are a new creation at salvation. But there is a greater work that God wants to do. There's always a greater work he wants us to, to do in us. And this is one of those next things. It's just a next thing that God wants to do. He has more for you. More for, the, for you than just to try to struggle through. He wants to baptize you in his spirit so that you are completely transformed. No longer a pickle, but a cucumber. Oh no. Yep, I did it the wrong way. Sorry. No longer a cucumber, you're a pickle. Did I say it right? Woo. Oh, I almost lost my, my metaphor there. Um, so glad you guys called it out. Um, thank you. But in this passage where Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, we see two things. I, I, there's actually a repetition, right? Jesus says, to see the kingdom, you must be born again. And then he says, to enter the kingdom, born of water and the spirit. So he he says the same thing twice, but in different ways. And he's bringing a deeper clarity for Nicodemus. And I love that because he, said, he goes from born again, and then he describes what that looks like. You're born of the water and the spirit. So you're not just, there's not just one thing that happens, but you're actually, it's, it's both. Both things happen to you and you're born of the spirit. Um, to one of the things that I was, as I was researching um, this passage, I came across this thing that actually talked about how Nicodemus would have related this to his prior knowledge, what he previously knew of the word. And one of the places that it takes you is to Ezekiel. Ezekiel 36 says this, I will sprinkle clean water upon you and you will be clean. This is God talking. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and to be careful to keep my laws. And what I see as I study is that it's actually the empowering of the Holy Spirit for us to walk out what God is asking us to walk out. He doesn't ask us to sanctify ourselves or to make ourselves clean. He says, I will cleanse you. I will make you new. I will put a new spirit in you. I will make your heart soft. I will do the work. 
And that's what the Lord is saying. As he, as we're reborn, as we, ex, as we ask Jesus, save me, make me new, cleanse me. He comes and he does the work and then he puts his spirit in us to help us. And he transforms us. So we're born again, washed and cleansed. And now we're reborn in the spirit. And what's beautiful is he says that those people are the ones that see the kingdom. Those are the ones that enter the kingdom. And I believe that there's, Jesus is talking about, obviously, when we ultimately see the kingdom uh, at the end of it, when we go to heaven, you know, we enter into heaven and we see the kingdom. But I believe part of it is actually, he gives us the ability to see the kingdom now, even now. It's not delayed. I mean, there's, there's a part, we see in part, we see the kingdom and we begin to receive that. Um. When we're of the Spirit, when we walk by the Spirit, we hear Him, and then we do what He says. And that's what the people in the book of Acts were doing. They heard what the Spirit was saying, they listened, and then they did it in faith. And so when we get baptized in the Spirit, it's not just so that we can be okay it's actually so that we can be empowered. So we have the spirit in us. He's working. He's giving us a new heart. He's cleansing us. He's making us new. But when we get that transformation, he's actually giving us a new way to walk. And that's by his spirit, to be empowered by his spirit, to do the things that he's asked us to do. I had in here, I'm going to go backward, but... Basically, Jesus says, um, it is better that I go away. You will do greater works than these, what he's already done. And then you're to go into the world and make make disciples of all the nations. He wants us to be empowered to spread the gospel. He wants us to be empowered to reach people. He wants us to be empowered to go beyond ourselves. Because if we're just in the flesh, we think just about ourselves. When we're just in the flesh, we're kind of in our own world and we're not willing to step out in faith. We're just kind of alone. We're, we're like self-focused. But as soon as we get empowered by the spirit, we start seeing other people. We start thinking about other people and we begin to think, oh, what about them? And we begin to get a heart for his people. We get a heart for the lost. We get a heart for his church. We get a heart for what's going on. That what is the spirit up to today? Where is he? Where is he moving? What is he doing? Spirit, I want to hear you. Where are you moving about the earth? What are you doing? In uh, One of the things that I was really praying about this week is that comfort can be the enemy of hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. When we're comfortable, it's challenging to hear the Holy Spirit because it forces us to get out of comfort. And I'm not talking about he's the comforter, okay? Like I'm not talking about comfort, like he comes and comforts those who are are weary, but I'm talking about comfortable, There was a word the Lord gave me five years ago. 
And he just said, Ellie, I want you to step out of comfort and into the arms of the comforter. Because when we walk with the comforter, we're empowered to do very uncomfortable things. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, I got to preach. I don't know why. I got to (laughs) preach. He's going to put a word in my mouth. I trust you to put a word in my mouth. You hear, go talk to that person in the grocery store and pray for them. Uh, I'm comfortable walking my cart down the aisle. But I'm going to lean into the comforter because he wants to comfort that person. He has a word for them that he's put on my heart. And sometimes it's literally one word and you have to go in faith. I'm going over there with hairpin. Cool. Okay, Lord. But we simply begin to hear him and ask him, Lord, what are you, what are you saying on the earth today? Where are the people? I'm empowered by your spirit. I might be teleported. I'm seriously, like, let's get excited about teleportation again because it's in the Bible. What if we were so faithful that if he told us, I want you to buy a one-way ticket to Italy and just trust me. I don't know why I'm on Italy today. Pardon me. Um, I'm just saying, like, what if we were so radical with our, with our faith that he could entrust a message to us that we would obey and do it and see what happens? And I, I mean, I'm preaching to myself right now, okay? So I'm up here preaching to myself. But when we're empowered by the Holy Spirit, we have gifts, we have signs, we have wonders, we have miracles happening around us that we can't explain. We don't get the credit. It's not like people are like, I, I don't want you guys to come up and be like, you did a good job. No, the Holy Spirit, he's doing a good job. The Holy Spirit, he's moving. The Holy Spirit, he's faithful to show up for this church. Not Ellie. I am just a vessel. But here's the thing. When you move out, you begin to, it it, it stirs you. So take a first step. I don't think we're all going to be teleported yet, but (laughs) maybe tomorrow. Um, But let's take a first step. And let's take a first step and believe. When I go over there, and I open my mouth, the Lord is going to speak. I want to read to you guys some gifts that are listed out in 1 Corinthians. And it struck me a little bit. It says, now there are a variety of gifts. And for those of you who are not as familiar, these are gifts that are given by the Holy Spirit. They're not natural gifts. They are not gifts you're like, like you naturally have. These are gifts that we have because the Holy Spirit is in us. It says there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is, is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. To another, the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same spirit. 
to another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, the ability to, to distinguish between spirits, to another, various kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of those tongues. All of these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. What's beautiful about this, did, was anybody listening? Because here's the deal. How many of those gifts require that we hear the Holy Spirit? Most of them, right? All of them. We need to hear him and move out according to his word. Now, here's the thing that I realize. There might be confusion on how do I hear him? How do I hear his voice? I've never heard his voice before. I don't know what that's like. And I, I was listening to, um, actually, Pastor Danny this last week did a message on, um, on the Holy Spirit, and I had listened to it, and I thought that this was so good. I want everybody to close your eyes right now. We're just going to do some practice. I hope that's okay. Okay. I want you in your mind's eye to envision the outside of the front of your house. Now I want you to walk inside through the front door. Go upstairs and lay down on your bed. Okay, you can open your eyes. Was everybody able to see that? Yeah, you can see something in your mind's eye. The Lord speaks in very similar ways for some people. He gives you a picture in your mind's eye. It's not something that you can see right here, but you can see the picture in your mind. Now, what I just did was not the Holy Spirit. That was me, okay? Just so we're clear. <laughs> but that's how you begin to see. You ask the Lord, show me, show me, and I will see it in my mind's eye. Now, close your eyes again. We're going to practice something else. I want you to hear your name spoken to you in your mind. Did everybody hear your name? Can you hear somebody saying your name? Yeah. Our mind is made to hear. In your mind's eye, you can begin to hear the Holy Spirit speak to you. Now, he uses a lot of scripture. A lot of times, most of the hearing that we're doing, it, it, it is scripture, or it should be able to be vetted through scripture. It should be able to like be held up to this and, and stand. There shouldn't be any words that we're hearing that don't align with scripture. If those are what you're hearing, then that's not the Holy Spirit. It has to line up with the word. Has to. We have to take it back. And if you don't, if you hear something and you're like, I don't know if that's in the word or not. Reach out to somebody that you know is very wise in the word and ask. Prophetic words or words that we hear, they're meant to be processed in community. They're not meant to just be like only we just think through things. Now, there are some personal things, but oftentimes we process those things in community. We share them with one another and we process them and we weigh them with scripture. And then we say, yes, that's what the Lord is saying. And so I would encourage you, the, the main thing that we do is we, we begin to praise the Lord. 
You begin to offer thanksgiving, praise, praise his name, worship him, give him glory and honor. And then you can ask him, Lord, is there anything you want to say to me today? Do you have any words you want to share with me? Any thoughts for me? And then wait. And if there's a picture that comes into your mind's eye or a scripture that he tells you, um, one of my kids gets like straight, like the Bible verse, like location. And then she looks it up and it's the thing. And I'm always like, wow, how did that happen? Um, but the Lord can give you a lot of different, uh, there's, there's various expressions in the body because all of us think differently. So for some, it might be a picture. For some, it might be a, a word. For some, it might be a passage in the Bible. But he begins to speak to us in different ways. Or he'll give, like what happened with Cornelius, a name. And then you begin to pray. Okay, Lord, I don't know who that person is. Or maybe you do. I am going to pray that I just, will you give me the eyes to see that person the way you do? Help me to know how to love that person well. Do you have anything that you want me uh, to, to pray for that person? And then if he asks you, I want you to share this with them, you do so in faith. Now, if you're on the receiving end of that, you bring it all back to scripture. Is it scriptural? If it lines up then, and, and it, it, you receive it with your spirit, that's great. And if it doesn't line up, you just let it go. And we, that's okay. Um, there's also people, sometimes they just know stuff. It's like gut level. It's like, you just like, I don't know. I get like these butterfly things in my stomach where it's like, oh, I'm going to have to say that. Um, and I, and <laughs> it literally is like, it's coming out. Can't help it. Um, that's me. Um, so, yep, just that's fun. Um, I really, today, the message was not about baptism of the Holy Spirit. I think we're going to go in more depth with that, but I think there's a seed thought for you about that. We want to actually build out the theology of that a little more. Um, but today, my message really was centered on hearing the Holy Spirit speak. Um, what does he have to say? And there's riverbanks for this, right? So when we hear him speak, there are riverbanks because the Lord doesn't operate in chaos. He doesn't create confusion. He is not the Lord of confusion or chaos. He is actually uh, very trustworthy and kind. And so he gives riverbanks. Um, when you are hearing a word, and I will say this, a lot of times in our Christian world, we think that we're going to hear just words for ourselves. Like, the Lord's going to speak to me about my situation. But I really believe that oftentimes he wants to speak to us to encourage others. It's that empowering to go outside of ourselves. We're empowered to reach beyond our comfort into somebody else's. We're actually, we're meant to be um, an interconnected network of people who, who share and encourage and impart to one another. And these riverbanks are for that. So the first thing is you don't have to be superior or act superior or act kind of weird. You can simply go over and just say, hey, I had something kind of on my heart that I wanted to share with you, especially if it's in the body. If it's at the store, you can say, hey, I'm a praying person. Can I pray for you? That's a really easy way to make a connection in the store. I'm a praying person. May I pray for you? And then you can pray that over them. Um, 
98% of the time, if you say, I'm a praying person, can I pray for you? Most likely they're gonna say yes. I just, I mean, it's very rare that somebody would say, please don't pray for me. (laughs) Sometimes they do, but. um, The riverbanks, start with prayer. Have a conversation with the Holy Spirit. Invite him to speak. Ask the Lord to show you how much he loves that person. You can ask for a Bible verse to back it up. You don't have to use, thus says the Lord, or any sort of old English that we don't understand. It's actually better if we say, hey, here's a thought I have for you and allow room for you to be wrong. Here's a thought I have for you. You can, I'm just submitting it to you in humility. The purpose is to build the body and bring life when we share words with one another. It's not to tear down. It's not to condemn. It's not to shame. It's not to rip apart. It's actually meant to build, to encourage, to impart life. Because the Holy Spirit is the breath of life. So if the breath of life is moving through me, what's coming out of me? Life. Life. We're giving life to one another. Hey, the Holy Spirit wants to speak life to you today. Yeah. And then operate in humility. The Holy Spirit, he wants to fill his people. He wants us to be baptized in his spirit, transformed by his spirit. He wants us to become different, new, empowered, emboldened, sent out, not in our own strength, but by his. And he wants to speak to us. He wants to speak to you and I, to give us words of wisdom, counsel. I would love to see the body rise up in these gifts. Words of knowledge. What if the people with the gifts of words of knowledge operated in them? What if that person is trying to make a decision and they have no, they're like, is it this one or is it this one? Is it this one or is it this one? And you have no idea what's going on and you just walk up and you're like, it's the left. And they're like, oh, okay. It's the left. You received a word of, I I don't know what that is, but I'm just, I'm saying a hypothetical situation. What if the body operated and that was confirmation for them because in their spirit, they knew it was the left, but they were still just like double-minded about it. And they just needed some confirmation from the Holy Spirit. And we as the body were operating in the gifts of wisdom and knowledge, discernment. What if somebody is struggling and there's like a spirit that's harassing their house? What if the people who had the gift of discerning of spirits was able to come and like, hey, this is the spirit, I kick you out. I'm just, I'm submitting this to you that we are a body that can grow in our ability to hear what the spirit is saying and begin to operate in those gifts. And we're gonna, I, I really, Jason and I feel a strong pull that we're gonna, we're gonna pray for those gifts to be released, but I feel like we have more theological groundwork we wanna cover 
we, we don't want to just lead you into this like and just expect everyone to be okay. It's, we know this is deep and wide and heavy and depending on your theological background or church background, you might not know what we're talking about exactly, but we want to give a full picture of that because we want to be a church that operates in the gifts. Yeah, I, that's worth clapping. I mean... So this morning, I really, I'm out of time. I oversee children's ministry. Bring the kids in. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I am going to challenge you guys to do something this week because I wanted to do it here but sometimes the Holy Spirit takes me on a different path I'm not sure why I opened with baptism of the Spirit but he does so um, here's what I want you to do this week I want you to take some time get in a quiet space and pray thank the Lord Tell him how wonderful he is. You can start with just salvation alone. You saved me. You made me new. And if you've never heard his voice before, if that's something that's just not been part of your Christian walk to this point, that's okay. There's zero condemnation. It's not a, it's not a thing. But just get in a quiet place and listen and ask him, Say, I want to hear your voice. I want to hear you speak. And then when you do, thank him. Thank him and have a conversation. One of the coolest things that we have is we can have a conversation with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So get in a quiet place. You don't have to spend an hour there, but you might end up doing that if you start speaking, just to warn you. (laughs) Ask him for a picture or however your mind thinks. Begin to ask him to speak to you and show you things. And here's my challenge. Because I don't believe that hearing from God is just for ourselves, I really believe it's it's for more than just, he speaks to us about our lives believe me, but I really believe he wants us to go past ourselves into the uncomfortable, into the places we feel weak because we need him there. Meet me here, Father. Ask him for a word for someone else in our congregation because this is a safe place to first practice moving by the Spirit. Okay? So ask him for a word Ask him to show you how much he loves that person. Get a heart for them. And then what do you want to say to them? And then I want you, it might be somebody you don't know in this congregation. I don't know. Um, If it is somebody you know, I want you to text them or call them or try to see them and just share with them. And if you're the receiver, take it back to the word. Let it, like, ask the Lord, does that resonate? And let's 
practice hearing from the Lord and encouraging one another. Is that okay? Can we do that? Is everybody okay with this? Okay. I know it's a little, everybody's kind of like, ah. <laughs> but I'm going to pray and impart a prayer of faith for you because I actually, I want us to be a body that this is normal. We're nor like it is normal for the sons and daughters of the most high God to hear his voice and to proclaim it. That's a normal thing that we do. Okay. Jesus, I thank you so much. I thank you so much that you are so kind. I thank you that you speak through your Holy Spirit. That you even whisper to us. I thank you that you've put us in a body that loves one another and that we're going to grow in love. We're going to grow in maturity. We're going to grow in our ability to hear together. We're going to grow in our ability to discern. The gifts are going to grow in this house. That we will be flourishing and thriving in your presence. Build your body up. We love you so much. We thank you for what you're doing here. I pray that you would impart faith on the hearers. You are the good shepherd and the sheep know your voice. I pray that your sheep would know your voice this week. I pray that people who have never heard your voice before, their ears would be opened in faith this week to hear what the spirit is saying. Pray this in your name, Lord. Amen.